with Gianna Bonomi. <laughs> yeah. That survivor. Thanks so yeah. much for joining us on Perform. Well, thank you so much for having me. So your story is incredible, honestly. Like I've I followed you and I, I wanted to interview you because I, you know, for a lot of people who don't know, you were hit by a, you know, a drunk driver and you know, like you were in critical condition. And yeah. you know, tell us a little about little bit about what the doctor said, the condition that you were in, and what you've had to go through to kind of get to where you are now. Yeah, honestly, uh, the the story is crazy. I always say um, to people when I'm sharing it, it really feels just kind of like a movie. Um, I was hit at 90 miles per hour head on by a drunk driver in 2018. Mm. And um, I basically had... Um, my chances at surviving that were little to none. Um, everyone of the doctors that I saw um, had told me that it was a complete miracle that one, I was alive and two, that I still had my legs. Um, because of the extent of the uh, accident, my feet were shattered. I had um, pulmonary embolisms in both lungs, um, broken wrist, three broken ribs, a lacerated liver, um, and just multiple um, lacerations all over my body. So I spent um, three days in the ICU. Um, we were waiting for my liver to heal itself. So I had a third degree laceration, which basically is right in the middle between your body will either heal itself or they will have to um, go in surgically. And that's where I was also told that my feet were shattered um, and that I would have to get them surgically repaired. Um, so I spent four weeks um, at Cedar sinai and then I was later transported to Hogue Rehabilitation, um, which is a rehabilitation hospital that basically acclimates you to um, being as independent as you can with this new body and this new circumstance. And so um, learning how to use your wheelchair, learning how to um, be as independent as possible. Uh, and yeah, it's been a, a crazy, crazy experience, but it's taught me a lot about uh, life, a lot about myself. Um, it's given me clarity and gratitude in ways that I don't know if I would have been able to have had I had not gone through all the experiences that I've gone through, especially within this accident. Mm. From the time you got hit until the time you recovered, how long did that take? So I got hit 2018. I underwent four surgeries following that and I recovered. Um, it took me about two years and I still am recovering um, currently. So I had to um, basically my whole feet, like my whole anatomy of my foot, it was shattered. Mm. So I had like three plates and 18 screws in my right foot and um, a plate and eight screws in my left foot. So um, the middle of my entire foot is fused. So I had to learn how to one balance on this new internal structure and uh, figure out a way, um, you know, your, your feet are your foundation. Mm -hmm. So um, trying to acclimate to this new um, foreign almost sensation in your body and trying to, um, it, trying to relate to it as your new normal. Mm -hmm. um, it took me about two years. Uh, I just uh, was, I jumped one time before um, uh, this biggest production that I'm on currently. Mm. And I just kind of 
took it day by day and um, worked really hard. And I went to physical therapy like four, uh, four to five times a week. It was wow. like my full time job. Wow. So during that time, like, how did you stay positive? Like, was like, what did you do? Like, can you give the people out there who are going through hard times? Like, I know a lot of people, especially during COVID are, you know, going through a lot of stuff. And obviously you've come through this traumatic experience. So can yeah. you some insight on like what you did to stay positive? Like, was it a mindset? Was it prayer? Like, give us some insight. Yeah, I definitely, um, my faith carried me a lot in ways um, because I really honestly believe that there are circumstances that happen in your life um, to grow you and to shape you and to throw you outside of your comfort zone. There's no other way that you can grow if you aren't uncomfortable. And unfortunately, sometimes those circumstances are not ideal. Sometimes they can be life-threatening. And it teaches you a level of letting go. There are so many things that you really don't have control of and utilizing the things that you do have control over. So with my situation, you know, a former professional athlete that now is depending on four people to help me go to the bathroom, um, teaching me humility in ways that um, I don't know how else I would have learned. And so you go from from that experience and and being in a situation where I have no control over what's going on and what my, um, you know, the nature of my body. But the thing that I do have control over is my mindset. And the thing, the one thing that I, I um, really took um, almost like just such importance and prioritizing is uh, meditating mm. and 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 creating a space where I can exist without being thrown into this entire um, crazy world that we live in. Mm. Um, it, it gave me a sense of peace. It, um, it gave me a sense of uh, honesty within myself. I think it's really important for people to also just characterize I think it's really important for people to view healing in a more cyclical fashion. I know for me and uh, a lot of athletes in general, we have these goals and we think of it almost like a linear journey. Um, but for me and what I have learned and what I've come to learn is that healing is so cyclical. You know, the more that you heal, you come into a deeper relationship with yourself. And so it also gives you an area when you, when you term healing in that way, um, you don't judge yourself for what you see as setbacks. You know, you see things as opportunities to, to heal deeper. Um, you view things that come up as opportunities to practice a new sense of being intentional of where you are choosing to use your energy and your thoughts. Um, I think it's easy when you are in a situation like for me, you know, having to sit down with the doctors and they're telling me, you know, you, you will never... Uh, return back to an, an active lifestyle. You just physiologically um, are unable to, and you should be grateful that you're alive. And I think that um, oftentimes, you know, we allow, um, whether it's medical professionals or, you know, experts in this and experts in that to dictate um, our, our life and our, our, um, reactions and our, our actions to our own set of circumstances. Mm. And I, I know that if I 
had taken what that doctor had said and multiple doctors, um, well, statistically, I'm not able to, and physiologically, I'm not able to, then I, I don't know where I would have been. Um, but I had that from the beginning being in that um, position, like I refused to quit. And I refuse, there was this this um, just commitment to refusing to quit, regardless of how um, painful it was. And physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I was in those places where that was tested to the nth degree. Mm -hmm. um, it was just falling back on, you know, what I can control and what I can control is my attitude towards the situation. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about your, for people who don't know your athletic career, professional athletic career, what you were doing, you know, and you know what you're doing now in terms of, you know, physical fitness. Uh, so I was a volleyball player uh, most of my life. I actually started when I was four years old. Um, and I, my parents were Hall of Fame, uh, played all throughout college on the beach. Um, my stepdad was in the Olympics. So I grew up in an Olympian-like household. Mm. Um, I did I played volleyball all throughout um, high school. I got recruited by um, several universities. I ended up playing at uh, indoor volleyball at the University of San Diego. Um, and then I got a second scholarship to play beach volleyball at the University of Arizona. I also represented California and the California Polynesian All-Stars. So I traveled um, different countries. And I also represented USA on the USA Women's Collegiate National Team. Wow. Um, so given my whole background with athletics, um, it was fitness has always just been a, um, a component within the job that I was hired to do. It was my entire identity. And so um, just through the whole journey of, uh, this going through a near death experience, being in such a, uh, I, I mean, I'm technically, um, I am technically handicapped, so I am disabled and, uh, I have my little placard and everything like that. Um, and so the, the types of, you know, I, I've had to do adjustments to certain, there are certain like, um, exercises that, uh, I have to learn what is where I'm pushing it and where I can push it a little bit more. Uh, now I'm, I mostly, I've done a lot of HIIT training. I love HIIT training. Um, and that's something that I have a, it's a, like a love hate relationship with because, um, they had told me that I wasn't going to be able to jump. It just wasn't, you know, the middle of my foot is fused together. There's no movement there. You'll, it, it'll just rupture, um, everything that they did. And, uh, I, had the blessing of being um, picked to be on Beachbody's new high intensity program, um, Muscle Burns Fat. And I was pushed to the nth degree in that whole program. Um, I got rehired for their advanced uh, program as well. And I had only jumped one time before that. So that was um, a, a challenge for me in ways where I was pushing myself physically, mentally. And I really didn't know if I was capable of physiologically doing what was asked of me. Um, but I just showed up and said, I'll try. Mm. And so um, now I focus a lot on, um, I love biking. I love, um, I'll always try to incorporate less, um, you know, low impact uh, types of um, 
just exercises in general and just learning. I think that the one thing, the beautiful thing about um, physical pain, I also like to try to uh, use vocabulary like discomfort over pain. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the beautiful aspect of it is that it allows you to form a, a true deeper uh, connection with your body. Mm-hmm. I had played sports my whole life and I hadn't um, had the, the, the intention, the attentiveness that I do now, um, having been through all that I've gone through. And it's, a, it's kind of funny because I'm in the best shape that I've been um, even through all of my years of playing professional sports and whatnot. Um, and it was after me being in a wheelchair for like five months. Yeah, because I was going to say, I'm almost jealous of those arms of yours there. I know a lot of people. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to see you. They're like, holy smokes, um, this is ripped. Like, no. I'm, I'm like, what, like, what, uh, what internal bleeding? <laughs> what broken ribs? <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up in an Olympic household. Like, is that where you got this fighter mentality? Like, was there a lot of pressure? Like, how were your parents encouraging? Like, give us some insight on like some, how it would be different than reg- than growing up in a regular household. Oh my goodness. Um, there is a standard that was set mm. for um, all aspects, I would say. Mm. And the standard was here. Mm. And, um, it was a constant, um, that, that standard was upheld in all areas of my life. And so I, my parents were my coaches, so I didn't get to, you know, have a bad day at, um, practice or a tournament and get to go home and whatnot. No, I, I mean, they were intense. They knew what it, what, um, it took for them to be successful. And I think that they saw potential in me and they just ran with it. Um, I, I honestly barely had a childhood. I spent my childhood in gyms and when I wasn't in regular practice, I would be doing privates and I would doing extra strength training and extra, um, workouts. Um, because in volleyball, I'm very, very undersized. I'm five, six. And even from when I was young, I was told it, it was almost like I've always had this kind of underdog um, sort of personality, like being so being small in a predominantly tall sport. I was constantly told throughout my career, you're not going to make it past this point physiologically because you are five, six. You're going to be playing against girls that are six. Five. Like I've played against girls who are six, five. And, um, you know, so having that constantly be like, it's like, are you going to rise up to the challenge? Are you going to rise up to the occasion or not? Do Mm -hmm. you want it as bad as you say that you do? Because it's not just saying it, it's the hours and hours and hours I spent alone in a gym, um, wanting it so badly that I, I was, I could do that. I could, um, that was, that was my level of dedication. Um, but yeah, I had my, there were so many instances. I didn't get to, I went to two dances my whole like, um, high school, uh, career. Mm. Um, and my, I, there are definitely times in tournaments I got grounded for the way that I, because I wasn't focused on uh the way that I played or you know so there was it was a really intense environment like growing up um but I have like pre-arranged dates like you know they have pre-arranged marriages it's like you're gonna date this guy because he's got no dating was not allowed (laughs) I wasn't even I remember my 
mom had a conversation with me saying I wasn't even allowed to have crushes. And I'm like, what mentally? I'm like, uh, what? Like I had to be so like my life was volleyball. My life was, um, you know, hit like these are the goals that you need to reach. Wow. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a, a really interesting way. I'm, I'm seeing now how um, that kind of discipline um, and that kind of mindset carries over even just the way that I live my life. And um, I have to balance it, you know, with being overly critical of myself and learning um, grace and learning that um, there aren't such things as wins and losses. Like, there, it's just learning. That's something that has been a big, like, um, just learning curve for me in general because I'm I was taught and I was raised to be a perfectionist and these are the standards that are set and if you don't reach them then you like they always said if you're not first place you're last place wow. so carrying that over it's just acclimating it back into um a more um well-rounded uh life like a more well-rounded life perspective um and a more role well-rounded um just relationship with self mm -hmm. were you able to like like stick with that like plan with all these guys probably chasing you did you not like break break at some point and date oh like, my gosh like well the thing was is that i i i have this thing where it's like <laughs> because my parents were so strict and so like you're not able to you're not allowed to it's like you fueled me to be boy crazy because you literally told me that I wasn't able to like that wasn't allowed um but I mean I I think that I kind of rebelled in my in my other ways like I have had so many different hairstyles like pink hair I pierced my lip in high school I got my first tattoo in high school I um I just kind of wanted that independence and so um even if it was just like it was just all these um these rules that I didn't want to um necessarily follow and the things that I did um have quote-unquote control over I utilized to uh the utmost <laughs> nice where can people go to find out more information about you? So I, um, I would say personally, I'm, I'm the most um, uh, active on my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is Gianna Bonomi underscore. Um, I'm also coming out with a, um, a whole fitness line and a whole um, sort of like um, fitness app. Uh, so I'm going to be taking on clients uh, through that, but that is in the process right now. Um, but Instagram is probably going to be the, uh, the most personal that you will find me. Per per perfect. Is there anything else you wanted to go over? Any questions you had for me before we wrap up today? Um, what was it about me that, uh, that necessarily intrigued you um, for to interview in terms of uh, this perform podcast? To be honest, um, we have a mutual friend, uh, Par Burnell. You know, Par, per, per Burnell. Oh my God, yeah. I love him. Yeah. So I was like going through his photos on his page and I'm oh. like, and I'm like, cause I think he's the best photographer in the game. Right. And, and I, and I like, so I was like, and then I'm like, who is this girl? Like, I've never seen you. Right. I'm like, cause I know all yes. of these people. Right. Oh, I love him. Yeah. So, so then I'm like, who is this girl? Like, you know, he's like, cause he's like got you front and center up in his thing. So then I went to your page 
And then I saw your story and I was like, oh, wow, like this girl's really like got like a great story. Like, you know, so let's bring her on. And that's kind of like, I thought it would be unique because I'm sure that like my audience, some of the people may not know your story, may not have heard of you or seen you, but I'm sure, you know, now like people are going to be more, you know, known of, of who you are and, you know, cause I think you've yes. got a good look and great energy. So yeah, Thank I think it'll be you. good. Yeah. Yes. It's so funny. Um, if you're uh, a quick story about, um, that whole photo shoot that I did, cause I love pair. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going through, like I told you with like healing and whatnot, um, you go through these like stages where you're like, you know, you're very reflective on a lot of um, how do you feel about certain um, things. And uh, I remember I had a, a night where I was just really, 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 it was just one of those nights. It was really, um, I just felt really alone. I felt really lost. I felt um, like I, I just needed a sign. I needed some sort of guidance. I, um, because that's what, you know, trauma does that to you. You feel very like isolated in ways of, of this new perspective and, and trying to acclimate back into the world. And, um, I remember it was like late at night and I was, I was crying and I was praying and I'm like, I just need to have a sign. I need a sign. I need to experience um, a clear sign that I know that I'm going in the right direction right now with my life and whatnot. And it's really funny because, uh, ask and you shall receive uh the next morning um pear had posted the photos of um that we did in the photo shoot it was about like a couple months prior and through that um i had gotten a dm um from the rock and i was like yeah. what is i was like at first i was like who's the i was like oh the rock instagram and i'm like oh the rock and he had um messaged me and um through pair uh putting those photos up of me he was able to see my page and he read one of my writings um and it was uh, a letter that i wrote and it was called dear pain and uh he basically expressed to me that um the relationship that i described was one that a lot of people um that perspective is a lot of um it's hard to reach and a lot of people don't um ever get to that point of being able to truly have that kind of relationship with pain. Um, and he said that we were uh, kindred spirits. So, you know, I was thinking, wow, well, that's a, that's a pretty clear sign. Yeah. I mean, you know, getting a message like that. So I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. Yes. I, I had to share with you because pair was involved and it was just like, uh, it was such a beautiful experience. So that entire shoot in general. Nice. What do you have any goals coming up in the next like six months to a year that you're really focused on? Yes. Yeah, so, um, I am really focused on developing, um, my brand in terms and not just my own personal brand. Um, I just really genuinely feel, um, compelled to share the, um, the knowledge that I have, um, going through my own experience. I genuinely think that, um, what I've learned, um, people need to, um, here in ways that if, if my story can help, um, someone who may be going through, um, a trauma of 
their own or are lacking, you know, motivation or lacking the connection within like themselves. You know, I, it's all aligning of, uh, it's not just fitness, you know, it's, it's mind, body, spirit. It's, uh, I feel like all of those aspects are equally as important as, you know, just lifting weights and whatnot. So I have goals of, uh, really, um, just creating a platform where I can, help as many people um, on their fitness journeys, on their healing journeys, on their wellness journeys, um, in a more deep and intimate way than just being like, here, I'm going to help you tone your butt. Like, I'm going to, you know, I really feel like it's an all-inclusive sort of transformation. Um, and I would love to provide that for as many people as possible. Um, I'm also um, looking into... Uh, creating a book that I'm going to be sharing my writings throughout what I've learned as well. Um, and so those are all the plans that are in the upcoming, um, the upcoming months. Uh, I just want to be able to share and heal as much as I can. Well, that's amazing. Listen, thank you so much for coming on the show. You were an amazing guest. Thank, thank you. you so, so much for having me and thank you pair for, for, for uh, initiating this. Even if you, if you didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, great. Thanks again. Thanks.